Welcome back to another episode of Man vs. Marriage. It is I, your humble servant, the Q Diggity Dog. What is going on, my people around the world? Around the world, enjoying some beautiful weather and time and family time here in the great state of Idaho in the United States of America. If you're not familiar with it, check it out. I learned something today. Idaho is known in America as the potato state, but it's actually not the potato state. It is the gem state, and I don't know what gem that is, but a beautiful place up here. And uh, Jeannie and I and the family, all 10 of us took a trip from Fort Worth, Texas up to Idaho, and uh, we're going to enjoy Thanksgiving Thanksgiving time here in uh God willing, make it home in time for Alabama-Auburn on Saturday. So there's a quick update there. Today will be a solo cast. Just a quick story I want to tell you that I think is very interesting. My wife has asked me in the past to do an episode about pornography. And I think her and I will do an episode related to that topic. But I got a story to tell you. Uh, that I thought was was kind of funny and uh, and interesting at the same time. Before I do that, make sure that you share this podcast. Share this podcast. Go out and tell the people. Go out and tell 10 friends. Email it to 10 people. I don't know what the rule is, but just go share it with somebody who you think can find value. You know we have 266 episodes of Minty Fresh Information that can help you start to get your relationship on track with what it is you desire for it to be. You all had a picture of what that is um, in your mind. And obviously, you know, if you've been married for five years or 10 years or 15 years, you're not the same person you were when you got married. And my hope and my prayer is that you're a better person and that you've taken these circumstances in your life and that you yourself have uh, utilized them to make you better. Chances are, because you're listening to this podcast, it's not going the way you thought it would be, or you're looking to sharpen the edge of your blade so that you can remain intentional about your life. So uh, make sure you share the show. Let's help broaden the platform so that we can help other men, other marriages. There are women who listen to this podcast too. Shout out to the ladies that get into man versus marriage. You know the Q-Dog has got nothing but love for you. With that, make sure that you utilize the email, Quincy, Q-U-I-N-C-Y at mvsmpodcast.com. Get some of that. There are many of you that uh, utilize that email, and uh, I do my best, Jeannie does her best, um, to serve you in the best capacity that we are possibly able to do. That's a lot of words. So, um. I'm going to keep all the names anonymous and as much anonymity as possible, but I still think the story adds value. And it'll be a prelude to an episode on my philosophy about pornography. And I'll discuss some of that in this particular episode. Short episode today, but hopefully packed, vitamin-packed, full of power for you. So a group of guys that uh, that I hang around with from time to time, um, you know, we're talking about giving everybody nicknames, which I think is awesome. It's something in my, like on my mom's side of the family, everybody's got a nickname. Matter of fact, my dad's side of the family does it too, because my papa, who is my dad's dad, his name is Harold Horace Moran, 
or his name was Harold Horace Moran, and he went by several different nicknames. Matter of fact, that's where I got my first name. His name was Harold Horace Moran, and they called him Quincy when he was a fireman. So that's the that's how my first name got derived, and my dad's name is Harold Horace Moran Jr., and he they called him Pete. And I'm not sure, I mean, I don't know how you get to Bob from Robert. I don't know how you get to Dick from Richard. I don't know how you get to Bill from William. I mean, that's an American thing. I don't know if that goes across the pond or not. But in America, we got some, how do you get Jim from James? I, I don't know. Anyway, uh, my mom's side of the family you know, we there are nicknames that you give everybody. So you know, one of my daughters, his name is Kirsten. We've called her Kiki forever. Um, we have a Hannah. We call her Nana Bug. We have a Sophia. This is not a stretch. We call her Fia. I mean, that's that's easy. We have a Jocelyn. We call her Joe. We have an Anissa. We call her Mo. Why is that? Because she was the last of the Morans. Uh, and my offspring, and she is a little Moran, the littlest Moran, so I called her Mo for short, and it's stuck forever. So with that being said, you know, uh, this group of guys that I pal around with from time to time, they were giving everybody nicknames. I'm a self-proclaimed nickname dude, like Rocky Balboa. If you've never seen Rocky Balboa, I demand you stop this podcast, go watch it, the original Rocky, and then come back here because... It is absolutely unacceptable. Even if you're not in the country that's in the United States of America, you have to watch Rocky Balboa, the ultimate underdog story. All kinds of adversity to get this movie made. And then, uh, and then it's, it's truly the story of an overcomer. And he, one night over spaghetti, gave himself the nickname The Italian Stallion. Now, you say Italian around my wife, who's Italian, um, you're going to drive her crazy. At any rate, back in the days when I did radio with Real Life Music, uh, in high school it was the Q-Man. Pretty easy to get there. Quincy, and I'm a man. Q-Man. But I I took another route. And uh, dogs are my favorite animal. And dogs are loyal. They can be ferocious if necessary. They're protectors. So that's where the Q-Dog gets it. And so when I was doing radio with my buddy Chris who had like, if I say he had 10 nicknames, dude, I, I'm i going to say that's absolutely an understatement, but I don't want to overstate it. So God rest his soul. What a what a great dude. Um, so I named myself the Q-D-A-W-G. I'm not just Q-Dog. I am the Q-Dog. So for anybody that had any questions, if you don't know, now you know. So we were talking about, you know, these nicknames, and one of the guys' nicknames I was having, uh, we, were, we were grabbing a bite to eat one night and just chatting around, and uh, we were talking about everybody's nicknames that were given, and the nickname that he was given was interesting. So I called him, you know, by this nickname out loud. Uh, we were on the phone one time, and it was in a room full of guys, and it was on speakerphone, so I was like, what's up, so-and-so? And I don't want to say the nickname because it's nothing bad, but it'll give away the people that are involved in the story, and I don't want to do that. Um, so with that, you know, I would say, hey, what's up, Bam Bam? I'm just going to use Bam Bam in, in place. And so, uh, you know, I, I nearly, there was one time I created a logo for this particular 
uh, nickname so that my friend, like if he has an email or something that he wants to use it with, that he could like plug this logo in and it would be like, oh, that's Tasty Fresh, bro. Look at you got, you got your own logo. Um, so I thought I was doing something great. You know, and uh, I live in Texas, so I I made it the colors of the Texas flag. It was lit, dude. It was lit. It was cool. At least for a first draft, it was it was pretty darn cool. So with that being said, um, you know, us guys were together, and I was like, "Yo, bro, did you did you get that? Uh, did you get that logo?" <laughs> He's like, "Yeah, man, I got it," and. Uh, I'm pretty sure that there's something about this particular nickname that you don't know. I was like, what? He goes, that's a that's a porn star's name. Like a well-known porn star. And, dude, I laughed my freaking tail off because I had no idea. Like, legitimately, I had no idea. I was... Almost embarrassed, but not really, because I had been saying this out loud to this group of guys, and they were laughing, but it's I thought it was because it was funny, or I was using the nickname. It's not Bam Bam, but it's like, what's up, Bam Bam? Everybody's like, yeah, they're laughing around. And so this brought on a discussion in this guy group about porn, because I had no idea who it was. And I was like, well, I mean, I've heard of... Debbie, who did Dallas, but I, you know, this other particular porn star, I've never heard of her name. And so we got to talking around about it. And I was interested to get, you know, some of these other guys' perspective on, on pornography and uh, if it was a thing. And, and if it is, is it, is it something that they approve of? Is it something that, you know, they condone? And, you know, some of these guys are single, some of these guys are married. So I was really interested to hear what it was that that they have to say because just legitimately I don't I don't do porn. I watch TV with you know nudity. I I crank my eyes to the right or to the left so I'm not seeing it. Uh cuz there's some like Game of Thrones I watched I watched that. I actually the first time I watched it I was watching it with Jeannie. And in like the first or second episode, this guy is just getting down. I mean, he is getting down with the girl from Coyote Ugly. And I was embarrassed. And I, I turned it off. It's like, I'm not watching this crap. And uh, I spent some time in the hospital and my sister was telling me about it. And she's like, why don't you, why don't you watch it on your phone? I said, there's so much freaking nudity. This guy was like, ramming this chick from the back it was just i i don't want to watch that's embarrassing i don't want to watch that you know it's i don't i'm not doing she's like hey stupid why don't you just cover that stuff up you know with your thumbs on the phone so you can watch the program and you know like second and third season it's it's not all about that but the storyline it's great it's a great show and i was like huh why didn't i think of that um but before it was on the tv but i guess that's neither here anyway if it's on the TV, you know, I kick my eyes to the other side just because I'm I I don't want to get involved in that. And you know, my family probably you could say that we on one side of my family, my, let's say my dad's side, our personalities are kind of uh, addictive personalities, if you will. It's like an all it's you're either all or none. So 
I made the mistake one time on Instagram. I was scrolling through, and there's an account that I follow, and it had this nude lady just showing all her business. It's like, I can't freaking believe this. I don't know if they got hacked or what, but I reported it. And would you know, after reporting that, you just get assaulted with that crap even worse. And I'm like, I'm never reporting anything again. I'm just going to scroll past it. And if it happens too frequently, I'm just going to unfollow this particular account. But, you know, as for my standard on pornography, I do all I can not to observe, not to watch it. Um, and I have my reasons for that. And I welcome your reasons for that. I know there are psychologists and marriage therapists and people out there that recommend husbands and wives watch pornography together. And, you know, I typically I'll keep my opinion close to the vest unless I'm asked about it. And, you know, just unless I'm, I'm talking to some, uh, to a guy and he's asking me what's up about it. But, I'll tell you this, there's one story in familiar that I'm very, very familiar with that is kind of burned in my memory. And it was a, a guy I worked with for, for a while. And he was like deep into pornography. And um, I remember him talking to me about it saying, dude, I, um, I can't, like when I'm, when I'm with a girl, I, I can't even climax. Like I can't have an orgasm anymore. Because it's like I'm so desensitized to to this porn thing. And it's like you gotta keep cranking it up a notch and a notch. That's not what he said, it's what I've heard. You gotta continue to crank it up notch after notch after notch until you get to the point where it's just not it's not doing it for you anymore. So it's it's to me it sounds like a, a situation with, you know, drugs. You're always chasing that that first high because the first one I guess is the best one. So I, you know, for reasons I'll, I'll talk about in another program. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you, you know, with Jeannie so I can kind of get some more context around what she wants to share, but I'm just not a, I'm not a porn guy. I think it's like napalm. I, I believe that you know, it's it's uh, it's something that you can end up getting addicted to. For me, sex is a sacred thing, and I, I don't even know. I'm I'm a Christian, okay, but I'm not saying I'm not sitting here saying this that if I wasn't a Christian, I don't know if I don't know the value that or or the point of view I would take on. I don't think it would be any different. Because there's something about sex. I, I, the the connection goes deeper than the physical level, if you feel what I'm saying. Um, the connection to me, you know, is almost spiritual or soul-connecting, soul-binding. Um, and that's why it, it can be quite an experience. Like, there can be a euphoric experience inside of it. So, I like to... I like to, to keep my mind as healthy and as pure as possible. Um, it, you know, and, and for me, I think it's important if, if I'm doing anything that I feel like can be addictive, um, that I'm just not, I'm not going to walk that way. And yes, I believe in self-control. Uh, maybe you're somebody who has watched, you know, pornography at the advice of, 
a therapist or somebody like that and it has done it has has worked well for you in your relationship i'd i'd be open to hear and understand more about that you know it it can be tough cuz it's like well you know if we're if we're just doing the same thing over and over again and we want to add a little spice in our life where do we go to figure that out and that's understandable that's understandable you know you want to you want to expand your horizon when it comes to you know the types of love you're making to your spouse. So I can understand that. But I, in my mind, pornography is, is something different. There is, there is an addictive element to that. There is a compelling element to that because us guys are so visual. So uh, I've just heard some horror stories. I don't, I don't know that I've heard any stories where it's, it's been beneficial, but that is where I sit for now. It's just, to me, it's uh, an internal ethics position, if you will. But I, I thought it was really, just really funny to that particular story um, about this Bam Bam nickname. That's not the nickname, but about this nickname that I had been using and I had no idea. Um, I'm so glad I didn't call somebody you know, that over like in a professional sense, if we were emailing back and forth with groups of people, uh, that would have been horrifying. It would have been horrifying to me. And, uh, you know, probably something I wouldn't have lived down for a long time. I'm so glad I decided not to do it. Uh, it's more like a, something that's meant for in our particular group of guys. So thankfully I held to that code. But with all that being said, you know, um, it did start a, a, a very solid and interesting discussion for me to learn more about some of the guys that I hang around with and what their position is, no pun intended, on pornography, to hear you know what the scoop is, because it's not something that gets talked about a lot in my circle. Um, really, you know, more of why I don't look at it. So if it's helped you, let me know. If you have been addicted and have had to find your way out of it, please let me know. If you vehemently disagree with me, let me know. Because challenging me here uh, or informing me of your story only helps to make this entire group better. So I'd, I'd be interested to hear what your take is on that. Quincy at MVSMpodcast.com. Uh, if you're listening to this... Um, and it's during the holiday season wherever you live, I want you to know that I wish you and your family the most merry holiday season. If you celebrate Thanksgiving, happy Thanksgiving. If you celebrate Christmas, you know it's it's to come, but Merry Christmas or whatever holiday you celebrate. I hope you and your family have a wonderful holiday season. And know this as I close up here. The holiday times, like the, this season of life that comes every year, for some people creates and generates tons of great memories and lots of bliss and things that people remember for the rest of their life. Conversely, there's a side of this for people the older you get or as life has it, and it brings up memories that are tough because of lost loved ones, lost relationships, and th the way that things change over time. So I'm challenging myself to reach out to people more. I am terrible at keeping in touch. Terrible. And so I'm challenging myself to do so and to keep better touch, but reach out to those people that you know have lost someone and the holiday season is upon you. And 
just a simple call and check in to say, how are you doing? Um, I was thinking of you, and I hope you have a wonderful day, um, and I love you. Even handwritten letters. Gosh, man, handwritten letters go so far. But to hear somebody's voice, I think, is a big deal as well. So please check on those people that you know and that you love. And maybe there's an opportunity here for relationships that are gone, friendships, family relationships that are gone, uh, because they did not end the way that you had wanted them to. So it's my recommendation that you find, maybe look for the opportunity. If you have faith in your heart, um, prayerfully consider the opportunity to reconcile relationships. If they were very toxic, abusive, etc., I'm going to say talk to somebody else about whether you should do that or not. But in this instance, uh, use the holiday season as a time to reboot your check-in with the people that you love and check in on people that have lost people. And then maybe you can carry that through the beginning, the middle, and the latter part of next year. God bless you guys. Roll Tide. You know what's coming up, Alabama-Auburn. If you're an Auburn fan... Mm, I don't like you this week. I don't. Roll tide, people. But as for me, this is Quincy Moran's solo podcast this week. Make sure to reach out to me if I can help you. I will do my best. Quincy at mvsmpodcast.com. You guys, I love you. I thank you. Thank you for uh, taking the time to email me, to reach out, to ask me questions. Um if I promised you a shirt, I'm checking in on those. They are in production, and I will get them to you. Let me know if you want some stickers or some Man versus Marriage swag. Because uh, Jeannie told me the other day, she's like, we need to get some stickers and things made. We need to get these things out. And there are those of you around the world that I would love, you know, for you guys to be passing in public. See a shirt. Maybe somebody you did not know wore it. And you can connect and start building, you know, a community near you um, to make men better and to, uh, to improve our life and improve our marriage, okay? That's it for this episode. The Q-Dog is in the hizzle for shizzle, but he's on the way izzle. I, I'm trying. I got to get better at this stuff. You know? Anyway, that's it. This is Man vs. Marriage, the podcast.